expected. That's the question. I, I, your house is kind of what yeah. I expected, but I expected yeah. it to be like the only house on the block. I expected oh, yeah. it to be like gates and shit. I thought we were going to like go through gates and. No, that's pretty much what I thought it was based on what we said <laughs> before. You know how when you meet somebody and you, then you go to their house and it's like, fuck, I would have never suspected you would live there or I, or I would have suspected you would live there. Did you expect me to live in a haunted farmhouse? Totally. <laughs> With tools everywhere scattered on the porch like white trash. That's no, why I, Taylor moved out. She's like, you can never have the porch clean. I'm moving out. I'm done. Yeah, it's over. Actually, yeah. I started recording, by the way. So we, I, I start. Well, hold on. You know what? I'm going to record the uh, record. We got call recorder going and I got. Uh, all right. You know, I so can we, record, too. It gives me the option to record. We can all well, record. I, since I started recording, all three of us will get it. So it's going to be on everybody's computer. I have to run the water every once in a while, otherwise it freezes. Are you serious? Probably true. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Uh, but it's a warm, and now it's a nice. <laughs> All right, are we ready to press who's, the button? Who's going to open it up? <laughs> you're, you're the opener when you scream andale. Andale, andale, miha, iha, iha, whoa. No, that's a Nelly song. Oh. All right, this is it. Let's go. Ready? Yeah. Do the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number... I don't know. 600. That's how organized we are. (laughs) I think it's in the upper... Two of you not know what episode we're on. How do you not know? Uh, Eric edited the last one, so I don't know. Yeah, the last one was 15. For those of you all who don't know what I'm about to talk about. You're not on planet earth. First of all, second of all, Jimmy and Eric were recently down for a visit in the Texas area and stayed with me in my house. And it was one of the most glorious times. We had so much fun. It was like, we were all back in high school again, gallivanting about this town. Like we owned it in a pure fun way. And I miss you guys, but I'm also glad that you left. It was very nice staying at your place. Eric was concerned we were going to try and get a hotel. and We had to rent a car, and which, by the way, you tried to destroy. We'll talk about that in a minute. The idea of staying in a hotel, like we didn't know. And then, and then you said, just stay with me. And I slept on your kids uh, in your kids' toy room. I slept on the couch in the kids' <laughs> toy room. It was fun. Did you feel like uh, Tom Hanks in the movie Big? No, it was, a, it was a really cute room. I actually kept climbing up the ladder. I'd wake or, up, and I was like, toy, I was, toy Story <laughs> rope would have been more logical. I kept waking up and I was at the top of the rope. I, like, I had this dream of climbing a rope. Now, there was a little rope hanging over my bed, which was really cute. You know, like yeah, climbing toys. Andrew, <laughs> can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, how do you turn the lights on and off? I just laid in the bed with the lights on because every time I touched the button, a different light would come on, but none of them would ever turn off. Oh, it's all automated. There's no switches. You got to just say turn Six. lights off and they'll go off. You say that? Yeah, if you say it in there, it'll turn them off. Oh, okay. Now I know for next time. Because I just I, kept touching I buttons and like, like lights under shelves would go on and lights <laughs> under <laughs> objects would go on. Yeah, <laughs> but none of them room, ever went off. The whole room's going to spin and flip around and be a so gun we room. This house, I decided I would put this ridiculous uh, home audio lighting package in. And now it's it's a little antiquated but uh, for the technology that's out there now. But Back in the day, in 2004, when we built the house, it was, like, really fancy, you know. But, yeah, so there's no switches in the whole house. It's all push button. And if you don't right. push the right button, just jam. I mean, it, it's, it turns into, like, a, a rave, you know, like a, a flash 
Gordon episode of Hellraisers. I pushed the button in the popcorn oh, machine nice. went on. Yeah, it just doesn't surprise me. I do stuff like that. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. But my seven-year-old so, can tell you how to do it. I'm so sure. you said that you could shut them all off at once when you leave the house? Like every light that existed in the, or every outlet, everything. Yes. Yeah, you can do that from my bedroom, the garage, going out the garage door, and then going out the front door of the house. Three places you can do it. What do you have to say? Shut all the lights off and it goes off? <laughs> oh, there's, at their, their, there's engraving on the buttons that says house off, house on. And then in my room, it says like first floor off, second floor off, you know, so you have more variety. Anyways, that's ridiculous talk. So I'm glad that you slept with the lights on. But uh, <laughs> yeah. well, we were at the Good of the Land Fest. Let's, let's not forget yeah. that. We were at the Good of the Land, which was really, really wonderful time. We had a great time. That was Very fun. Cool. It was nice uh, just to be able to relax and hang out. And there was lots of good people that showed up. And uh, there was a lot of freaks that showed up. I'm not going to lie. I got in trouble there at the Good of the Land Festival. Surprise. But the, the Extreme Sandbox people had brought two big excavators, okay? And they were brand spanking new. Y'all saw them. And my favorite machine in the world is an excavator, right? Right. And <clears throat> for those of you who don't, don't know, I have a real estate company. And I buy and sell farm and ranch real estate. And one thing that I love to do is to lease an excavator and dig holes and move trees. And, you know, I just think it's such a universal machine. So I see these two excavators brand new sitting over there. And I'm like, I got to drive them. The guys that were putting on the extreme sandbox thing weren't there. And I needed to unload my trailer. So I was like, well, hell, this is a perfect opportunity for me to drive one of these brand new, you know, $250,000 excavators <clears throat> or maybe more. So I'm driving it. I unload my whole trailer. And then I was like, I have not had enough. I have not been fulfilled. Like I haven't had like, like machinery fulfillment yet. So I was like, well, I'll go dig a hole with this excavator, like in some random spot. And about that time that I start to dig a hole, one of the extreme sandbox guys shows up and like, is not happy at all that I'm driving this machine. Oh no. He was like, what are you doing in this machine? And just, this was before we got there, by the way. So we had, right. we didn't know this. Right. But Justin from the Good of the Land Fest, who was putting the whole deal on, was egging me on, laughing his butt off at everything I was doing. So <clears throat> I just kept doing it. And the guy from the Extreme Sandbox was pissed. He was like, get out of that tractor. Da, 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 da. And I was like, just go home, dude. And then I finally I was like, all right, I won't cause too much of a scene. So I got out, but I'll drive it when he leaves. <laughs> anyway, so I got in trouble. I did not get a chance to drive it. I saw April did. Eric, did you drive one of those tractors? In my dreams, I did. Yeah, because I got uh, stuck at the band. So no, I, I didn't I have time. Yeah, I, I saw April made time, but it was it was fun. No big deal. April uh, went into some head-to-head -head competition against a bomb with a uh, excavator soccer match or something silly like that. Yeah, they were hitting did, balls with the bucket. Like high five? Can they high five the buckets together? No, no, they can. Can they you can. like? touch tips you dude the <laughs> guy that guy would have gone into like hernia mode if we did that yeah totally it's just hydraulic system versus hydraulic system it's not that <clears throat> what's funny is the guy didn't even own the tractors you know what would be great if you get two of those do you think anybody any tv show would put up one of those against each other like a fight to the death oh 
Dude, that'd be awesome. You mean like with the excavators? Yeah, well, I would just, I would just, just having like literally like, like cockfights, but larger. Just just have them fight Cockfights. each other. I would go straight for the operator and just rip them out of there and crunch them up. Well, that's 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 <laughs> awesome. This is like Blade Runner because it would be great because like there's certain defenses you'd have to create. You'd have to create a cage. You'd have to create a cage where you wouldn't get your bean crushed, and you'd have to create like hydraulic shields so your hydraulics wouldn't get punctured. You realize that this is a very impractical but also amazing idea. It is. It would we be must. great. We must fight excavators <laughs> to the death. All right. The, among the three of us, if we ever have fu money, excavator fight. <laughs> my property, we'll my smash. backyard. Like like a roll, like a crash derby, but for. But you got to have used, an excavator, so it's used like used industrial tracks. equipment. But it's just the excavators because it's the tracks, the swivel bot top, and the huge arm. You could totally bitch slap. I could bitch slap your cage. You realize how powerful these machines are. Like if you bitch slap somebody with a with the bucket of a backhoe, like bitch slap the side of the cab, it would rattle your cage. Like if if Conor McGregor, you know, gave you a full on whack, you know, like you'd be (laughs) done. You'd be done. That would be. That would be the beauty of it, because like when you remember BattleBots from years ago, they still have some in yeah. a small scale. But I, the, the whole thing with BattleBots was to flip it. Once you flip the guy over, he was on his back. There has to be certain defenses, like obviously you destroy the hydraulics or you you know yeah. you kill the operator. So that's why ba- you do that double-sided thing- spinner. <clears throat> so an, an excavator has a what's well, a spin gear hydraulic in the center. So dismantling that would be quite difficult but you could rip the hydraulic hoses that operate the bucket and stuff like that off or break the treads yeah. tack the treads. yeah the treads easily would break off yeah. it's almost too easy you got to protect that massively as always but i would just spin it extend the bucket and spin it at the highest possible speed can you do a full 300 hurts. can you do a continuous 360 degree spin on that thing <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Like you could do it until you vomit all everything, all your guts out. Because what I'm saying is, if if you if you could just keep spinning and then put your bucket out for the ultimate pitch slap. That's what I'm saying. That's just what spin, I'm saying. spin, spin, spin. Get up some speed and then put your thing out at the right timing. If you're not vomiting, yeah. And kablooey. Have you not ever yeah. seen like on the excavators, like they'll park an excavator in let's say like 12 inches of water, and oh, then yeah. tie a rope to it and like swing people round and round and round and round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I exactly. I, I didn't know if the hose connected. But the two, you probably couldn't even figure out how to operate it anyways because you're so Guido. But Hey, I drove your yeah, uh, that's forklift. It. That's why. I, I figured that out in a few minutes. I didn't even crush your overhead door. Oh, it's good. I'm, I'm proud of you. You should have driven it more. Um, uh, by the way, <laughs> you're getting a forklift finally, I think. Well, right? I've been traveling so much. i got to talk to the salesman here in Albany. He sent me a he sent me a quote for the same exact one you have. Coincidentally, I wasn't trying to be twinsies, but he sent me a quote for a used one. And it's you, a good universal sure model. You're sure that it's not a great deal, but I'm going to talk to him some more and see it. He did say they just got it in, and he plans on refurbishing everything before they forward it to any new owner, potentially me. So I'm going to see if I didn't even try and negotiate with him yet. So what what I would be concerned about with that particular machine is it having eleven thousand five hundred hours on it. Typically, what I from what I understand, a forklift is good for about 20,000 hours. Right. And so you've got 50% of his life expectancy out already. And the price is a little above than, 50%. It's more than 50% of a new one. So 
I would recommend that you just buy a brand new one or lease a brand new one. <laughs> well, yeah. I just the, the only thing is that I got to find out. I just don't want to get stuck in it. If I'm going to get stuck in another car payment, I'd rather have another car. That's the thing. Keep wasting hours of your life figuring out how to move your heavy stuff. I don't care. <laughs> I'm buying the fork <laughs> one way or another. God dang. He's got more heavy stuff. Make a forklift. Yeah, make a forklift. Look at that and face he's got right now. That is the face like, I know he's, he's right. About it. But I don't want to accept it, and I'm going to kill him if he keeps pushing the topic. No, you're because right. Because it's going to be I, the forklift. How much do you trust your welds? That's oh, the no, forklift test. No, Jimmy cannot make his own forklift. That's not how. No, I'm not, not going <laughs> to. It's not that he couldn't do it, but he could. He no, could do it. I don't, it was just yeah, one of those things. Like every time you pick something up, there would be a question mark on it. I don't want to mess with hydraulics. I mean, I, I, if I did hydraulics, I'd start with something simple like. I make my own little bitch slapping robot, something like that. But. Yeah. Well, you got that robot arm one day. Oh, you know, actually, I just went to Fabtech. I was in SEMA, then I was in Fabtech. So I went from Texas to SEMA to Fabtech. So Texas, Vegas, Chicago. And I was just in Chicago. Did you uh, see the Evaporist people at SEMA? I did. I went and I saw the, I saw the sales reps. They weren't there. And then I went I went back twice and they weren't there each time. But she knew oh, that I came. No, I walked into Fabtech. I was in there for three minutes, and some guy comes over to me. Oh my God, I'm a big fan. He was a very sweet guy, and he's a a sales rep for robots. He I, he's not necessarily loyal to like any particular company, but he brought me into ABB, right. which I've been in before. I've been to ABB in Connecticut, and my contact there ended up moving on. So the concept we had, the concept I had with him was to make a a power hammer robot. We were right. going to put a, a hammer in the hand of a robot, and I was going to machine the thing that would hold the – like a rubber mount that would hold the hammer, like a hard rubber mount yeah. from like a car tire or something yeah. like that. Anyway, oh, so I, that conversation that conversation started again yesterday morning with the guy from ABB. So What's ABB? ABB makes big white, white robots, like the things that like weld cars and stuff. Oh, yeah. Very cool. There's Koenig. Koenig. ABB and like two others that are all the popular brands. It's like orange, white, and yellow. Those are the three main brands that you see around. Orange Those are actually brand. brands? Like, okay, how I'm much start is, my brand. It's purple. How much is an arm that they make? A big one's probably 60, 70 grand. One of those big ones yeah. that brand new. But then also it's just the arm, and then what happens at the hand is like the, the – that's like part. whatever – yeah, whatever you want it for. Do you want it to pick up and place? Those a lot of those robots yeah. are pick and place. Do you want it to weld? You know what? And you gotta. What What I really want is something to take dishes and put them away. That's all I need. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into literally anything else. That's what called a child. <laughs> child. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The I, Chinese my, model. No. My childs do that. That's part of yeah. the routine of called eating dinner with family. Uh, you I can't bring wait your plate, old enough. put it in the dishwasher, and then the next morning at breakfast, you help put the dishes back up. Uh, it will be soon. You can't even reach your top cabinets. How do your kids do it? Yeah, I don't know why my wife recently uh, remodeled the house, and those there's some cabinets at the top that you have to have a ladder to get to. I don't I don't really understand that, but it is what it is. I don't even know what's up there. Sorry. Like, what do you have in long-term storage in your workshop? For me? All, all my yeah. old stuff. Long-term yeah, like storage? I, I don't really get what you're asking. What do I have in long-term storage? Everything? Yeah, like, what do you... 
that's what I mean. Yeah, like there's nothing that's not long-term storage. It all stays. <laughs> it's like once it's there, it's now there. Yeah, it's here forever now. Well, we were, we were at we were at Andrew's place in Texas. We all went there. We did some blacksmithing. We had some fun. We it was fun to pull out that old machine that you gave to Jason, that little one, and we all kind of wrenched on it for a couple of hours. So we got it going. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, yeah. A thirty-three pound carry hard. Hammer. So yeah, those are interesting little guys. As far as long-term storage, <laughs> you have long-term storage throughout your whole place. It seems like your office is the place for all your very special things. I think there's there are some special things in there. Yeah, absolutely. What <laughs> makes it into the office where you sit? Like what? Like what does the antique have to do or be to get into the office where you sit? Uh, it's it's a zipper burn scale. It's got to have at least a ten zipper burn. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so if it's like a zipper, seven like a zipper or, fire it's a zipper fire oh you know, yeah it's like yeah like uh ants in your pants kind of thing like if it's a 10 zipper burn then it stays in there if it's a seven or eight it goes outside yeah but there's now, nothing have, there's nothing that i own that's an under a five nothing you have yeah, those well, big giant vices on the stands like those railroad vices those should be right <clears> next yes. to your desk because those are never going anywhere right you're never going to do anything with those that's correct but they weigh like they're fifteen hundred plus pounds a piece. Why so. don't you use them as the legs for the desk? That's a great idea. You know, okay, here's the honest God truth. Like I, I, I have these great ideas. Y'all have these great ideas. But when you actually start moving all this stuff around that I own, yeah, it becomes like, so no, exhausting. Yeah. it's so yeah. exhausting. Like you'll get part of yeah. it done. You're like, holy crap! I just moved forty thousand pounds. And you've moved like a third of the, the the idea. Damn. You know, so it's like things take a little longer. That's why I got that forklift. Yeah, for well, yeah, but you can't drive it inside my office. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> you okay. don't have a pallet jack, do you? Yeah, I've got probably yeah. ten of them. Are you kidding me? Did you not? Oh, <laughs> he even had the power it. one, the power lifting weird. What is that thing? Oh, that's it's called a big Joe. That. A big That's the one I stood on. You put it's me just like air. a power pallet jack, but goes up to 20 feet high. I don't think it goes that high. I think it probably goes like maybe five feet high. Yeah, it seemed more because it's kind of goofy though because sure you can't pick a pallet up with it. Or you can pick. Yeah, that's what I mean. The forks are like, really tiny. Like it's just for going in and out in between like high storage shelves. I guess what it works really well for because the the forks are so narrow and short is to pick up ambles. You can drive up to an amble and uh, just pick, pick it right up. Yeah. Yes. And slide yes. it off on something. Fancy. You know, I have a mechanical one of those in the weeds. I completely forgot about it till just this minute. And okay. Now you can hydraulificate now, it. Now you have something to take to the scrapyard. <laughs> I got it before I had a big cement floor to move it around on. Now and so can. I was like, oh, I'll just put this out here in the dirt. And now it's still out there. I completely forgot about yeah. it. It's out in the weeds. Well, what kind is yeah, it? It's, a... it's like something you'd buy from Uline for like 500 bucks. I picked it up from some guy who. Just garbage. Who was giving me a bunch of stuff. Pure, hey, pure garbage. You guys say hi to Instagram. You just we, can't we, live set in this at the same time. Yeah, I can. The, <laughs> Andrew, why don't you lay? Why don't you just lay flat completely on your back? Just lay the mic again like, on your face. I have a little <laughs> nasal congestion, and I think it'll give me. It'll like 
caused me to cough a little, a lot. Yeah. But yes. Who's and your wife? Yeah, Andrew's. Where's your wife, by the way? She's, she's your wife. Uh, not tonight. She's at the girls' night out. Oh, okay. Andrew's laying in bed. Is that where they she's buy guns? She's at girls' guns? night out. Yeah, yeah, that's where they buy guns. Yeah. <laughs> gun? Is that the gun club? They have, you know, they have like uh, those pure romance parties that girls go to in most of the world. You know what a pure romance party is, right? I have yes. no idea. Yeah. What is it's that? It's like where all the girls get together before they get married and they buy dildos and all kinds of like crazy is stuff. Is this true? Yeah, oh, yeah. Pure romance. It's like a, I mean, not. It's, a, it's I, a, a is never pyramid. participated. It's like yeah. a pyramid scheme uh, company. Yeah, so, in, but in Texas, the Texas women don't do the pure romance. They do machine gun parties. Oh, where they, they buy machine guns and stuff for their husband. Oh, God. Machine gun? For, like, what? Are like, you serious? Like, you could do do whatever? Yeah, absolutely. It's just, like, I don't know. I always choose food options instead of uh, non-food-based party events. No, they oh, booze just, and beer and guns. That's, Jimmy's that over there. He's got a, a browning shotgun that he's cycling rounds through at the moment. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy, for the uh, background. I, just, I bought this the other day. It's funny. Our European friends and even Eric are surprised that in America you could just buy a shotgun at a garage sale. And I bought this yeah. the other day. This, this drunk antique dealer comes by every once in a while and shows yeah. me stuff. And he last year, me and Taylor bought two shotguns from him. And this year I bought this from him. This is a Browning A5 and uh, it's made in 1950. My friend Mike check figured out where it was from. He ran the serial number and uh, it's yeah, in really like good. how how can you buy guns at a garage? sale? <laughs> I bought in upstate New York. I bought that. Many people have seen it on my social media. I bought a, uh, a Winchester, a, a eight. 1873 Winchester 22 caliber short. It took me some time to figure out exactly what it was because it was so rusted. It was so, yeah. so rusty. It looked like it had been like stored under running water. It looked like it was but, off the deck of the Titanic. But now yeah. it's ready to fire. Not yet. No, oh, it's yeah. still, I, I've had it since we've been together in Texas. It's been sitting in Evaporos. They changed the Evaporos twice to give it new clean Evaporos because I don't want to take it out and then. So tomorrow is my first day in the shop that I really get a chance to spend some time with it. I'm going to take it out, scrub it really good. I've been scrubbing it, but putting it back in because some of the screws are still frozen. And I don't want to mar the top of the screws or break them. So there's a couple of small screws I need to get completely out. I need to get at the firing pin. Have you ever seen how metal mushrooms when it explodes? What do you mean? Metal like mushrooms? let's just say like oh, hypothetically so he's, he's hypothetically speaking like when i the try barrel. to fire the gun and it blows up yeah Dude, i'm gonna put a string on it and i'll pu- i'll connect it to a sawhorse oh I'll- yeah you can be like wave at people like hi i'm jimmy DeResta, and it's just gonna be like your the palm of your hand yeah. <laughs> but it's 22 <laughs> caliber like a lady finger firecracker it's a 22 More- short damage can be done with a 22 short <laughs> than what you're thinking because it will bounce around you like a ping pong ball inside of you. Well, I will fire a couple of blanks. Then I'll start. Then I'll work my way up to real bullets, and I'll put one yeah, bullet in at a time. But this it, can we shoot rubber bullets? You have to. Yeah. Can we can we shoot rubber bullets? Can we shoot rubber bullets at Eric. At me? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. feel like uh, it wouldn't be that fun. Although well, I did not- accidentally accidentally <laughs> shot Jimmy at your workshop. Yeah. 
That's the only time I've ever seen Jimmy like legitimately (laughs) pissed off. Jimmy was pissed off. He took a minute, like, yeah, you were. You walked around the block by yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did not. I was looking at your stuff. I go, Jimmy, what's wrong? And he's like, I just got shot in the shoulder. I was like, (laughs) who shot you? Like, who shot you and with what? He's like, Eric shot me with that gun. (laughs) And it's it's an airsoft gun, fully automatic airsoft gun. And Eric found it and shot Jimmy. It was funny, though. But, Jimmy, you were legitimately pissed, which was – I loved it. It was so – it was it was unbelievable. Like you wanted to kill Eric with a with the razor blade. Oh yeah. No, so you have it's like an AR-15 airsoft rifle. You would definitely get your your hands blown off if you brought that outside your property and you started pointing that around. Oh, but on your yeah. property, you're like shooting. We were shooting lamp <laughs> light bulbs and stuff. It was fun. It was fun to shoot that thing. And yeah, then I walked all the way out to the yard and then you shot me in the back with it. Thanks. I didn't shoot you in the back. Eric did because he's such a gentleman. Yeah, but hey, I want to. I want to. I want to bring the wind. The wind. I'm telling you. I want to bring it back to this gun for a minute. Because that 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 I know. I don't even know if I've ever talked about this anywhere. I might have talked about it on the other podcast. But I bought this gun. I went to a garage sale and this guy was fiddling with it. This guy Perry, I know him. I buy a lot of stuff from him. And I said, "How much for the gun?" He said. 50 bucks is actually what he said. And so, but we went over to the pile of stuff I had. And he, and so for a hundred bucks, I took everything, including the gun. So I'm valuing that I paid 25 bucks for the gun. And it's the, this Winchester, it was extremely rusty. And so I, I couldn't even figure out where on the gun was the name. I couldn't even figure out what kind of gun it was. I had no idea. I, I opened it up to Instagram and somebody said, oh, that's a Winchester 1873. And he was right. And I started digging more and more and I couldn't, but any Winchester I found has a side loader because it's either a 45 caliber or a 3030 or a bigger caliber. It has a side hole. This gun didn't have a side hole, so I didn't know what it was. Ultimately, after I cleaned it, I found some markings on it, and it's the 22 caliber. And so I went online. I started looking around for 22 caliber Winchester. I found two of them. One of them's in a museum, and the other one – actually, I recently found the third one. One's in a museum. It's not for sale, but it's in perfect condition. It's from 1888, and that's when mine is from. I found the serial number on it. It's from 1888, and the other one is on an auction site. It says should expect to sell for between $14,000 to $22,000. So when I clean this one up, I think it will be worth at least 100 bucks. <laughs> that's Congratulations. You've spent the last three and a half weeks trying to clean something up. You pay $25 for her, and you've spent God knows how much time. No, not a lot. Not a lot of time at all. And I'm telling you, it'll be a good video once it's done. And I, I'm going to I'm gonna set it up on a horse. I'm yeah, going to tie a sure. shoestring to it, and I'm going to pull the trigger with a pull string. A I need to make the firing pin over. Say, say it again? Why make a $14,000 gun turn into a mushroom? Yeah. No, well, you think... I'm going to clean the barrel out and everything. I'm going to re I'm, I'm going to re-rifle it, whatever the hell that means, or however I can do <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Re-rifle. Yeah, with your teeth. I'm going to make yeah. like a, a I'm, what, I'm going to What make, thread a, what thread pitch is it? <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's a twist. Five. That's what you need. Did you ever see did you ever see a rifling machine? A machine that actually does the rifling? Have you ever seen one up close? It's it like, oh, yeah, they're awesome. No, I, I seen that. There's a museum in in uh, Massachusetts that we went to to go see how it's done. 
Well, is it in Massachusetts? It's the machine, the Museum of Precision has one because it shows all the early gun Museum making machines of precision, precision, precision. That was like your Monday Night Football call of the Precision Museum. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, like why? It just <clears throat> sounds so fancy. Yes, we packaged up some stuff to send to you from my place to your place. One of them was a printing press. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we put it in the... What are those pallets called? What is that type of pallet called? Does it have a name? Okay, they're like the, they're like the, the pallet that you have a, 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 container. Uh, yeah, a, a plastic yeah. container in, but there was no plastic container in there. Oh, so it would be like a water jug. It's a, one of those things yeah. like a big plastic water jug. Yeah. All right. Right. That's anyway, so is. yeah, those are the pallets. Sorry, I got to tell you. And uh, <clears throat> we packaged all your stuff in there. So there was a Ballard grinder, some bins, the printing press, and just some miscellaneous things. And when you got it, tell the story. Uh, how devastating. Well, I got, I got back from SEMA, and I usually uh, throw my trash in the, in the dumpster behind my workshop. So I got back from SEMA, I put some stuff together, and I drove over to the to the building to get rid of all my garbage. And as I was driving back, you can only see my loading dock when you're coming back from around the behind the building. So I drove in, and then as I was leaving, I looked on the loading dock. I'm like, oh, wow, my pallet came from Texas. And as I drove up to a closer, I thought I was seeing double. The, the printing press, for the first time in 125 years, was toes up. Literally was upside down in the pallet. We, we packaged it and we metal strapped it to the side of this metal cage yeah, that it came in. We and, all remember this. And, and you put the grinder in. You put the Ballard grinder in after we left, the Baldor grinder in it after we left. But you did the same thing. You ratchet, you, you metal strapped it to the other side. So you had two equally weighted things on either side of it and a couple of bins. And the bins actually ended up being the saving grace because – Upon close inspection, I was obviously like kind of shaken up, and I was like, "All right, there we go. We just got a couple thousand dollars worth of stuff is all destroyed." I thought More for sure that. that. No, that's what I'm saying. But I thought for sure that the 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 printer was was cracked because you got a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty year old printer, literally upside down. I mean, that weighs. I don't know. That thing probably weighs seven, eight hundred pounds. It's a little one, but it's still very heavy cast iron. Yeah, like why and, choose that option? <laughs> right. Yes. Like, why did you it's choose the ship upside, upside down, down option? Ah. It's like but, top ten so worst. So the next day, that was at that was at about one in the morning. So I said, I went home. I'll deal with it in the morning. So when I went back the next day, I couldn't get my pallet forks underneath it for my uh, my 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 pallet jack. And I looked underneath it, and it seems that somewhere, someplace, when it left your yard, a steel set of forks hit the bottom of it and crushed. The whole underside, which immediately probably threw it off balance. And then when the guy pulled away with the fox, it must have completely tumbled over. Because oh, one whole side of the metal, one whole side of the metal pallet was all crushed from a set of forks. You could see exactly where they crashed into it. And so now because it's metal, not wood, I mean it was kind of unrepairable. And so who it got shit it must have tumbled completely over. And maybe probably I, I picture two or three galoots on a shipping yard picking up the printing press that probably literally flipped and did a 180. And because they didn't pay attention to how it was packed, they just literally picked it up sideways, stuck it back inside of the thing upside down. And because it had all these metal bins in it, that caused a bit of a cushion, which saved it. 
Then they must have rolled it and tumbled it back up because the back of the grinder, it would have rolled toward the grinder. The back of the grinder was all scratched from being rubbed on the ground, but it was still I, strapped to the, to the bin. I don't see, it's I don't so see ridiculous. how this, the like, printer how's this possible? came unstrapped. It was yeah. broken. The strap was there just hanging inside of the thing. It, what about the Baldor? Too... Was the Baldor strap broken? No, it was still there. No, but there was that's what. Did you see wow. the two by six that was underneath it? it? Was literally broken in half, like a car drove over it. It was Good a two God, by six man, that, is... that was under the footprint of the Baldor. That yeah. was like broken off the. It was broken from the edge of the Baldor. So this thing, I don't know if it fell far or if it just rolled over. I don't know, but there was a lot of force it would take to break a two by six. That's ridiculous. And you know what's even more crazy is that none of that shows up on the shipping documents anywhere. None of it. I went back because you can, you know, they have a history of like when it when it's a less than a truckload freight that you're sending, it goes in and out of trucks on its way to its final yeah. destination. And they will right? tell you if it tumbled or fell. Would they actually say that? Ninety percent of the time, if there's damage, it'll be it'll be coded. It'll say damage, and then there'll be a code, and then you'll have to call your representative, your account representative, with that code, and say, "Hey, what happened?" And they'll be able to give an incident report of what happened. Right. So I called because there was no coding, no nothing, and asked my account rep, and I said, "Hey, what's the deal?" And she was like, "We don't have any knowledge of there being damage." And I said, "Well, you're on heroin because." Well, it could yeah, have, been, it could have happened right before he delivered it, like off the truck. No, I asked no, my guys. They said it showed up at their loading dock like that, and they made a note of it on their on their The paperwork. greatest shipping mystery of all time. It really yeah. pisses me off. I mean, they're so ultimately, careless. Ultimately, I, I, so I, I got my pallet jacks underneath it. I, I rolled it down to my gantry, and I, and I, I, I pulled out the upside-down printing press. And I was able to lay it back down and then stand it back up all again with the with the chain hoist. And there was no damage. I could not believe it. I thought for sure. And the one thing I did do, if anybody ever ships a printing press, take the ink plate off, the, the big round disc. I took the ink plate off and the and the two little handlebars that would have carried the this was a this is a Kelsey Star. It's a seven by eleven. It's a small printing press. It's not like a huge heavy one. It's like I said, it's under a thousand pounds. It's got a couple of appendages that would have snapped completely off if I did not remove them. Oh, for and sure. I removed them and me and Eric, we stretch wrapped them together. And that that's a real important thing. If you're out if anybody's listening and you want to ship something, I if me and anyone's listening. If Maybe anybody's listening. That. But you stretch wrap stuff because you I stretch wrap the hell out of stuff so that in case the pallet does get damaged, all the parts are inside of it. I was nervous because right away I realized what the disruption that this pallet went through. I was like, oh, that's a bummer because not only is the print <laughs> probably broken, all the important parts are missing. The right. pallet, uh, the, the round ink plate and the arms that carry the, the work table, they had them stretch wrapped together. And I noticed all the bins were, were, were tussled. None of them were facing in the right direction. And so after I, I unpacked it, I, they were in the bottom of it. They were not, they were not lost. So That's that was good. a good thing because I That's had them stretch wrapped together. But if we had stretch wrapped the whole pallet for good, like, you know, really gave it a hard stretch wrap around the whole entire thing, it might have fallen over and then they would have been able to stand it back up and it wouldn't have been that severe upside down damage. Yeah, yeah, but again, 
There so really wasn't bridges. any. We just totally lucked out that there wasn't damage because you drop a hundred year old cast iron tool. It usually goes on thousands of pieces. It, it's like dropping a piece. It's like dropping a champagne glass. It's gonna break. It's yeah. It's, yeah. So the moral yeah, of the first. story is really always try to build a fully enclosed crate to ship mm-hmm. things in if it's mm-hmm. feasible it's not very feasible in, in most cases right well then, it's funny yeah, we we talked about this early on we talked about this in an early episode alex Steele and will stelter they got their equipment shipped to them he he got the uh, uh what is that that monarch lathe that literally feet. fell yeah. off yeah 10 doubly that fell off of a <laughs> fell off of a loading dock I mean, you got yeah. this is a very expensive lathe that was completely destroyed. What do you call it? the bridge port? Was in a box that wasn't strapped to the wasn't strapped to the pallet. So you put a bridge yeah. port in a giant box and it wasn't strapped down. And as it moved around, the handles poked holes in various sides of the box. I have a bridge port on the way right now. Do you really? Oh yeah. Yeah. From the from the states or where? No, uh, from Ontario. Oh, it'll definitely be ruined. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, the How ice roads, the ice roads, ice road truckers. Yeah, and uh, how did you buy it on a? Did you buy it in person or did you buy it in, in line? A sixteen beaver sled. They put it on. They got. <laughs> they get the head start and they just send it all the way here. It's pretty easy. So the beavers go skidding across the ice with it. Yeah, it's basically direct line. <clears throat> so it just goes six, straight. It's the shortest path here. It's just so much more efficient. So a 16 beaver sled, is there a lead beaver or are they all run in the same parallel like line? No, it's like a 16 wheel tractor trailer. I've heard it. Those are like the most powerful. Yeah. Did you buy it in person or did you buy it online? No. So I found, uh, I found it through, uh, a connection. Uh, Are you high right now? Oh, no, I'm thinking. <laughs> He's yeah, like, I'll just leave it. But I got my dad basically to go and check it out. Oh, cool. So if it's uh, crappy, then you can. He's in Ontario. If it's crappy, then you can uh, beat your dad up like uh, yeah, exactly. Jerry used to do I'll, on Backass. How dare you? Oh God, yeah. Um, no, he you checked it out and that? checked how, how bad Bam used to beat yeah. his dad up. Oh my god, yeah, dude. That show was nuts. Ridiculous. The show was but, awesome. Yeah, he checked it out and it was fine. And uh it was a good price for all the stuff, so I'm good to go. The guy who sold it to me was uh eighty nine and he was a millwright his whole life. Oh, those wow. are the worst ones to buy from. Yeah, Why? exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Usually the best. Oh. I mean it's probably the machine. Yeah, it's probably, exactly. It's, it's probably Can perfect. you tell us what you got and how much you paid? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I paid. Um, Eric, don't tell him that. Just tell him what you got. When, uh, no, you may I want got? to sell him one. It's a. He's br- not going to resell it. He's not reselling no, it. No, I no, got a him, bridge port. How much you paid? So I paid just a normal human being transaction of uh, three thousand dollars. Nice. For um, like a series one J style head bridge port. Did you get the shaping head for the back? No, I've seen that though. Um, I have no need really at this moment in time. Sure. Gotta, but it came with uh, 
all an entire separate uh, toolbox that's maybe uh, five by three feet deep or something of all the tooling angle plates. There's a rotary rotary table, divider head, uh, all the micrometers and measuring wow. tools, uh, like shell mill, a bunch of carbide cutters, uh, collet sets, like just all fully. that for three. All that for three. Yeah, it blew my mind. I didn't understand. Like the full, all the angle plates, uh, all the clamping. What well, it, it, Jimmy, you even think about that. It, it That's like 2,500 US. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. That's it's a, it's a great deal. All those little, like a rotary table would be eight, 900 bucks on eBay. You yeah, know, exactly. I think you should feel like, like a, a nice, it's a good one. It's an SMT. Like it's a decent one. You should feel one. like a filthy, nasty human being for screwing over that old man like that. <laughs> I, that's his asking phrase. You're you're a terrible person for not paying more. Yeah, yeah, probably. probably. And can but you tell he, us? Yeah. Can you can you tell us about shipping? Like how and how is the shipping arranged? So he just told shipping, you it's a sixteen Beaver Express. We actually yeah. have a freight company down here called the Beaver Express, and it has <laughs> huge beavers on the side of their eighteen wheelers. It's hilarious. You should call them and ask them how many beavers it would take to ship something from Dallas to Austin. Oh. No, uh, the shipping. So the shipping for me um, from a place that had a forklift, he had one, to a place that is also going to have a forklift, the wrench workshop, was uh, like $550 for the mill. Uh, and like four hundred dollars for the other, all the other stuff. Two pallets. Two pallets. Yep. That's the damage. So there you go. So, so there you go. So uh, recently, uh, I, which, which I don't know. I understand that it would be cheaper in the U.S. to do the same thing. I, there's just there's nothing like that here. Like the fastenal thing doesn't exist here even though fastenal does oh they don't do 3pl shipping in canada well not fastenal no <clears throat> hmm, that's interesting uh yes very interesting almost too interesting yeah so uh, that's kind uh, of that's less of an option for me and plus this now i get to you know get it a little sooner yeah, that's beautiful. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we're going to leave it at the wrench shop for a little bit to see if it needs anything. Because, like, we can do whatever. If we want to, like, surface grind all the ways uh, and go crazy again, we could. Are you going to bring it to your place ultimately right there? No. So I'll, uh, at the at, once I'm done with it at the wrench workshop, like, getting it ready to move, we'll move it. With a forklift into my place, hopefully. The one you're in right now, I mean. Yes, this exact location. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to sell yeah. my radial arm saw. Thank and God. Whole yeah, it takes up a whole wall and I, I'm not using it. <laughs> you don't work I with have, wood anymore. <laughs> no, I just have the stuff in another location. I don't need it. Although I'm worried about having the sandblaster so close to the uh, machines. Oh, yeah. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. it's I'm going to have to build, I think, a little wall or something. <clears throat> Just get rid of your sandblaster. 
No, or do it outside. Like, Just do it outside. Oh yeah, okay. It's only minus this. What this week it was like minus thirty one already. Oh, yeah, it's horrendous. It's a balmy Ideal. Yeah. I'll you just know what I realized? Less. I need a scaler. That's what I need. A power scaler. Like a needle scaler. Yeah. For what? For, for descaling large large things like the power hammer or if I wanted to do a whole bridge port. Because it's less work than wire wheeling it or sanding it off or stripping it. And it keeps... It's not as bad with the airborne particle <laughs> sizes. And it's quick. Right. But anyways, um, yeah. I think all of those options are glorious, and they all have their their uh, particular areas where they work good. Yes, and, thank uh, you. I think you're doing a great job as a human being. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> right back at you. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> Hold on, please. Oh, he's dying. He's dying. He's, cough, he's coughing and I'm yawning. That's why there was a pause. He's cough. How much ice can a human consume per day? Oh, my God. What do you mean ice? Like, how much ice do you con- consume per day? Oh, because of the ice that I have, I consume a lot. He yeah, has the ice like machine. It makes like, sh- it makes like a shade. It was nice ice. ice. It was actually very nice ice. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's, uh, it that was, was a, a pleasing sur- mouthfeel. That was a surprise that my wife got for me. Down here, they like shapes. No, they call it Sonic Ice because there's a a uh, a corporate Sonic Ice. That was very Patrick Swayze of you. That was nice. Uh, The Sonic Food Restaurant. That's the kind of ice that they use, like their drinks and whatnot. Oh, is it? I've always wanted to go to a Sonic because I see the commercials on TBS. Literally, you'll get cancer if you go there. Yeah, I know, but that's part of the experience. I like, mean, what you, else you, is America? It's. <laughs> it's all. Are you saying like America is like irritable bowel syndrome? <laughs> How about Bucky's? I, Do you want I, to talk about Bucky's for two minutes? No, why well, don't give the them segue, any credit? Like, the segue. <laughs> uh no i'm just jimmy saying bought a segue did you see that jimmy bought one america is the master of making new foods and it's like unreal when we talked about this when we talked about cereal like there's just these foods that have never before existed are just unsurpassed in the year. are you one talking of the about like uh bacon wrapped snicker bars deep fried yeah like just oh. all the greatest things that humanity wishes they could have 24 7 pretty much exist in the like US. If you were a high six-year-old, what would you make? Then that's the funniest thing about hanging out with Eric is when we go to the supermarket. Like Eric is always like, oh, I have one more day left in America. Let's go to the supermarket. He stocks up on all the craziest yeah. cereals that he's ever seen. Oh, the Sour Patch Kids cereal. <laughs> oh, it's why why does it need to be you. sour? It says right on the box, sour, then sweet. Why are these two options for breakfast? I, it's or just, why, it's yeah. horrendous. Why okay. candy for breakfast? It's, that's just how you get children's just, diabetes. Uh, it, Andrew, yeah. let me it's ask you. I know we're, we're off. We're 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 off in the weeds. But Andrew, you, you're the father of two young kids in America. Yes, right. Do you well, get to kids, be determined. <laughs> do you do you give your kids that type of cereal? All that that. No, not a chance. Candy? Do you no. don't feed your kids all that crazy sugar that most parents no. do? 
Not a chance. Right. I like, you. Even for Halloween, we did uh, what's called Switch Witch, where we went out trick-or-treating. The boys got bags and bags of candies, and this didn't really apply to the little one so much that's four years old because he doesn't really know, you know, not yet. what's up. But the older one, that's seven, Switch Witch. So <clears throat> he was allowed to trade his candy in for something else that he wanted. And coincidentally, he wanted uh, like this, like the Yeti microphone, like I have. For oh, really? Oh, really? He wanted one of those, so my wife switch witched him a, a microphone <laughs> for his candy. candy. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah, so he got it was a win-win. He got to go and and get the candy, loved it, he had a great time, and then he was also happy to have a, a couple pieces when he got home, and then he traded my wife, you know, for uh, the microphone. And what do you do with That's the candy? Funny. If it was, if I was with witch witching with my kid, I would, I would eat it all. Did you just throw it away? I, I don't personally eat any candy, so I don't know what she did with it. She, right. she may, she probably threw it away. I don't know. I was witch witching with every booth I walked through at SEMA. <laughs> the problem is, oh, is yeah? if I, <clears throat> I've trained myself not to do that because if I do, I will, I will eat yeah. a whole bowl. Everybody's, I'll eat all of them. You know. I, I'm I'm at that point now in my life. Uh, I want to try and drop a few pounds, so I'm trying not to eat any sugar at all. I, I keep going through the struggle, but just don't eat about it. anything. Here, that's that's here's, that's really what it gets down to. Here's what yeah. I say: like the greatest Stop gift eating. for me at 41 years old right now in my life would be for someone to go and say, "All right, I'm going to have a doctor, you know, analyze you and your system and all that, and tell you." What are the things you should and shouldn't be eating and and what is going to keep you healthy the longest to create longevity of happy health in your life so that you can enjoy those two little boys for the longest period of time? Because right. eating candy and stuff like that is not going to give you that. Right. Right. Now, who's to say that like, tomorrow I, I could die tomorrow? Who knows? But I think that well, I the, the stuff that passes your lips is so important for your health, why the hell do you want to shove this candy and crap down there that doesn't belong in your system, right? Because it tastes good. It You think it tastes good. I would challenge you to put it in your mouth, chew it up, and spit it out and see if you have the same satisfaction. I guarantee you, you will. Put yeah, a starburst in your mouth, chew it up, spit it out. You're still going to be satisfied. Do you do I'm that? I'm not satisfied do do until I, I don't throw up. That's too I'm... tempting for me because I would swallow it. So full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but how else do you fill the empty void inside you? Yeah, I, after a while of not eating sugar like that, it's just not something you crave. It's really yeah, not. Yeah, but what's going to fill that hole? <laughs> Buying stuff. Oh, I no, yeah. I'm. I eat like I get a lot of satisfaction out of fruit. I really do. Hmm. It no. could be murdering. Oh, I love you, I love the taste about of fruit flavored candy. That's the best. Maybe this is why yeah, I buy so much old machinery. <clears throat> that's why. Yeah, that's why you buy the old machinery. Honestly, you know, like they say that little like uh, the pill what, suppository fly press. Oh yeah, yeah. What can I ask you guys, uh, Eric? Um, this is directed at you. What sure. what is that uh, like when you get like that? Is it an adrenaline rush? What is that like little thing that people say like when you hit when you get a lot of likes? It's like that. Is it's not dopamine. adrenaline. It's 
dopamine that to fill that void. That's why you go on eBay and buy stuff. Is that what you do? That's what I do. Yeah. Instead of don't instead tell of shrinking, don't, I shouldn't tell you about AliExpress then. <laughs> instead of drinking, oh, which yeah. now I've been sober for 32 years, I stopped drinking the year I turned 20. I'm 52 now. I instead of doing that, I go on. <laughs> like when I get when I get the little bling in my email and it's like, oh, you just got your Patreon payout. I go right to eBay and I buy like a thousand dollars worth of stuff I don't need. Wait a minute. And that's that's not a good. That's not a good thing to promote, Jimmy. <laughs> no, well, my fans give me Patreon. And I use it to buy supplies and consumables. And so that's what I'll go on. I'll go on. Like, you know, the big grinder you gave me? I haven't had a chance right. to go on eBay, but I'm going to buy wire wheels for that. I'm going to see if, like, Osborne or someone's got good wire wheels for oh, that. Oh, I got you. you buy your yeah, supplies like, off of eBay. Yeah. yeah. And, but I get I get that dopamine rush. That's where I buying. got my 16-inch wire wheel. Yeah. That's what I go in there, and I'm like, and I Google it. And I'm like, oh, printing press rolls. Bling, and I get, like, I feel like. It's like taking a like a hit of coke, which I haven't done in thirty-two years. That's crazy, dude. I, I I get what you're saying. I get that same satisfaction going out picking, you know, like yeah. And so I get the same thing too. But the, the fastest, like the main line, is going on eBay and spending a couple hundred bucks. It's like, the main it's like the drip. It's got like you got the IV drip in, like. But like eBay. going and searching through weeds and yards and stuff, that's extremely fun. But that's like. That's like hanging around outside a liquor store trying to get an adult to buy you a bottle of whiskey. Takes oh, yeah. You're, you you're, got, you're too long. You, you need it to, now. You got to blow You need somebody. that antique tool now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I shouldn't tell you about the uh, little hit and miss engine kits that you can buy on eBay anytime. No, I got the dopamine rush when I bought Mr. Pete's three engines. <laughs> I just have to go get Oh, God. Them. Oh, God. It'll be a whole need new dopamine rush when I actually play with them. Oh good, yeah, that will be fun. Illinois and get them. And my car yeah. is just in Illinois, but I was flying, so I have to go. I have to drive there yeah. and go get them. Oh, Jimmy, I bought uh, a power hammer the other day, and let me see where this is. Hold on. Um, uh, uh, it's in uh, Yorkshire, New York. Do you know where that is? It's in New York. No, let me look right now. I, I, if it's in New York, I don't know where Yorkshire is. I need off the you top to of my head, but I need you to Yorkshire. go get it for me. Yorkshire, New York. Oh yeah, just go get it for him. Yo, just, did you get a chance to even see the rest of the like the antique engines at the show? Who me? Fest at the fest? Yeah, <clears throat> I did. Yeah, I checked them all out. They were the beautiful. Trench, the trench digger. Oh, dude, that thing was dude. wicked. I want to run like, that so bad. Do they? Does it run? I never got to ask about it. I doubt it. It it looked like it oh was. Oh my god! Um, We're gonna you put guys some realize, of that up on uh, on the Instagram account. I'll put a picture of that. Do uh -oh. you guys realize the trench digger? This is a very crazy thing about the trench digger that we're talking about. It wasn't run off of the hub. It was run off of the railed edge. Oh so really? So that you dig a you could dig a hole with that giant wheel way past the center of the wheel. It wasn't like a circular saw blade, like you see some of these guys now that dig like up the concrete with. They might have like a five foot diameter circular saw wheel, but with those right, like yeah. knuckles on it to go through the concrete. That ditch witch that we saw there had it was run by the top of the wheel 
So you'd have like three points of contact, like two, like one on the outside and two inside of the arch. Right. And that's yeah. what I think. That's amazing. That you really is amazing. There was no, so you, if that thing had like a 10 foot that diameter, thing was how, how was the, yeah. Like you could just, go down like eight feet with it. That's oh amazing. my God. It was so sweet. And all like wrought iron or, uh, riveted together like glorious glorious stuff i know i took but i'm seeing if i have pictures of it yeah i'll put that up on instagram 100 because you have to see it it's Did ridiculous it? uh i have a video of it but uh okay. i know adam c adam c has a glorious picture of it it's awesome and then i have us at bucky's that's all i have what oh, a waste God. of time y'all going to bucky's <laughs> you hate it so much. No, it was it was definitely like an experience. Like it's neat. It's it's what you would want in gas stuff, I guess. Like they got everything you want. Eighty gas pumps. Let's yeah, talk like, about me taking y'all picking to my buddy Lonnie Joe's place. It's funny. I was just looking at his pictures oh, right. God. Oh god. What did y'all think about that place? Also that. That's insane. That's like looking into my future. Like if, if I wasn't if I wasn't with Taylor, that's if I ultimately end up as a single man, that's that's gonna be my life. That's fine. That's, that's like, yeah, you have like materials organized by pile in a forest. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. You know, no, like all the bricks are in, are in between these four trees. That barn was insane. Walking through his barn, if that's what you can call it, it was like yeah, walking through was... a ship that was upside down in the ocean. Because you're <laughs> walking through a pathway that didn't seem to make much sense. You turn a corner, and then there's another pathway. And right, every yeah. pathway, each side of every pathway is just overloaded with tools hanging on the wall. And there was some semblance of organization. I mean, it was very organized, I should say. But there was it, it was like chairs all over here. All like things with chain involved in them are over here. Things with yeah. like hammerish such and suches are over here, and I, that's that is kind of I have my own very tiny small scale of what this guy has, but that is what happens because you start putting like okay oh there's another hammer oh I saw two hammers over there that should be over there with those hammers yeah. oh there's a a picture frame and there's like four picture let me put that picture frame with those other picture frames, and so yeah. that starts to happen when you end up with a lot of crap. And this is what this guy's got. But you, how many years has he been collecting in this one location? 50, 60? Oh, at least, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's 80-something years old, and, and uh, he go, he's a hoarder, deluxe, like, big time. But he's got a lot of really great stuff. Yeah, he's not hoarding, like, empty McDonald's bags. This guy's hoarding really cool, inspiring to any type of sculptor artist. <laughs> right. And he's not hoarding like diapers. Horse McDonald's bags. These crazy people you see on TV. Like, I saw one of these crazy hoarder shows where the woman <laughs> would make poop in a diaper, take it off, and then throw it in the bathroom because that's where she's supposed make to poop. make poop. What? So the bathroom had. <laughs> like, there's like. Right now, there's people slapping the table going, <laughs> I saw that one. Jimmy, shut oh. your this, mouth. Shut your mouth, Jimmy. What, I, what is this? What have we done? You just, ruin, just you ruined his whole. You ruined his whole day. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm saying gonna there's a waterboard myself. There's a difference between <laughs> us hoarding like cool objects. Like now, I have like eight wheels there, with S spokes in them. Is there? 
<laughs> I have like eight S-spoke wheels, you know, that were on machines. Yes. I like collecting those. Like by the time I'm Lonnie Joe's age, I might have a hundred of them. But I'm not yeah, collecting diapers in the bathroom room because that's where that's where I would make it my diaper in the bathroom room. No, I, oh, I get what you're saying. Room. You know, there, there is something to be said about that. Like <laughs> if if people met me, the, it would be fine for someone to be like, oh, he's a hoarder. But the thing is, is I don't have any crap like you don't have any crap. Like I, there's no junk. Like everything I have is is, is something good. Yeah, something good. It's not. It's not for junk. us mental patients, it's something yeah. good. Yeah. And I'm not it's saying not that junk. in a I'm not saying that in a pretentious way. I'm like saying what I'm saying is I didn't collect up a bunch of parts and pieces of crap. Everything right. I have is complete, you know. It's uh Yes. Except for that one ankle that doesn't have a shoe on it. Shut your mouth. My god. My god. What anvil? You have it's one real? like it looks like a brand new hay button with that's missing the flat part on the back. It's broken clean off. Did you break that or did you is that how you got it? Oh, where was it? It's on the metal rack, kind of near where the Christmas tree would be. The anvil Christmas oh. tree. Like the one in the main oh, room. Yeah. Okay. It's on the very left side. That's a part of the Richard Postman collection from Anvils in America. I'd have to look at the book and see what what was up with that one. Yeah, because it's clean break, and it, it, it and it doesn't like usually. You, I found a really nice anvil in an antique store the other day. I got to send you guys a picture of it. But part of it's broken off, and they wanted too much money for it. But it was broken off, and then continued to be used. So the one you have has got a clean like metal sheer break, and that's still shiny. So it like looks like it broke like recently. Oh, I'll have to check it, it out. Have any hammer marks near it or on it? Did Curious. you guys break it? Yeah. No, no. Looks, it might have broke. Fell. <laughs> broke. Yeah, I judo chopped it. Really hurt. You did. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Judo chopping is uh, uh, very skilled practice. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. What you got to do these days? I so just increase the value by breaking it. Yeah, man. So what? What, uh, Jimmy? You you got a segue from uh, being down here at my <laughs> oh, yeah. house. Yeah, we played you, on the segue. Did you uh, download the app yet? The segue, the saga of the Segway. I ordered right right after we played with it at your house. I ordered it so it would be there when I got home. So it, I'd right. have it between my trip to you guys and then to SEMA. And I got home. Wait, are my, you home, home right now? I'm home. Yeah, I got yeah. back home okay. today from Chicago. But the uh, it didn't come. I was like a little kid waiting for the truck to pull in. It didn't come. It didn't come. It didn't come. It didn't come. Every day it said. And then I got to the point where. I called the number, like I checked the thing, I tracked it, and it just kept saying it'll be there tomorrow. And then I called the guy, and some guy in India call, answered, and he said, "Well, do you do you do you want to?" Uh, he said, "Do you want to replace it and buy a new one?" And I said, "What do you mean replace it? I never even got it." He goes, "No, well, that's I'll put it in for a replacement and give you a new one." Anyway, we had a little miscommunication, and. Uh, Long story short, it showed up while I was away, and Taylor got it. She unpacked it, she unboxed it, and she plugged it in, and she downloaded the app, and she has control of it. So she's the one that has to put it in high gear. <laughs> just this very night, you guys might not have even seen it. It was just before we started. Taylor was playing around on it, and she kept falling on it just because she's, like, really pushing the limits. She's, she can ride it really well, but she's trying to, like, stop short and turn on a dime and stuff, so she kept falling off it. And then my oh, little, Lord. my house, my farmhouse has got little tiny pathways. 
So right. she keeps bumping into the glass frame door, the glass window door. They said, please do not. Oh, I have God. a set of doors in the house that have like ripple glass in them. And I don't really care. Yeah. Like if, I'm not like an antique like freak that don't break. I don't break the glass because if it breaks, it'll be broken forever. I'm never going to replace that panel because right, I got to right. like, rip the frame apart to do it because she keeps bumping into this old glass door. Anyway, so she, in one of the Instagram stories tonight, she comes like barreling through the kitchen door and she totally bumps into the door jam and falls. <laughs> you need to just get another nice. one. Well, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it uh, in the back and play with it in the big barn and on the grass and stuff. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't want it. You're a puss. Dude, I can't. It's so I can't. Dude, it's too. It's too much. I don't trust it enough. It like it's like I, I don't know. And I don't trust it. Because I know I could fall. I want to be able to not have to do that. The best way like to ride just a add, just, just add a third wheel. It. It's okay. Just don't think about it. You just get on it and you just like, okay, just pretend like you're Pro- standing on the ground. I feel like it'd be easier to learn in a wide open space uh, right. than like, you know, try to learn to weave around like couches and stuff. But I don't know. I have no use for it. Where am I going to Where am I going to use it? Yeah, yours would have to have like uh, skis on it. Yeah, like what am I? I'm not going to go outside. I literally will just fall because it's ice. Well, like, you know, I, I like I've always wanted one, and and the fact that that's like fairly affordable as opposed to like a big one with like handlebars on it. Those are probably a couple yeah. thousand dollars. And it's no, the big ones. By, the big ones are like eight thousand. That's what I'm saying. My buddy's got They're one. They're crazy. Oh. Yeah. But this is affordable. It's under it's 500 bucks delivered. And and it's a lot of fun and it's super powerful. But the other reason I get it is because just to, to remain playful. Yeah. But it's fun to play with and it gives you some inspiration. You know, you might be riding around and come up with some ideas on it. Well, and also it works on <laughs> Eric's confused models. about that. It's like, hmm. Eric yeah, gets yeah. inspired by butterflies and, and caterpillars. Yeah, and things you'll get inspired here. when your skull cracks the pavement <laughs> so hard that it, you bleed out and die on your way to the milk run. <laughs> no, fine. Break your hands forever. The other thing is the be, battery lasts. You'll be long. like this. You'll be this guy for the rest of your life. Oh, fingers uh, curled. He kind of already is that guy. But no, Jimmy, you could ride to the milk run and back every day for like five days and not have to charge it. Is that true? Because Taylor doesn't oh. seem to think so. Well, Taylor doesn't know what she's talking about, so. <laughs> she's not accustomed to the segway of life. And it, on the app, if she'll give you control of the app, it, it will tell you how many more miles you can go. You can go like 10, 12 miles on the thing. That's oh, kind of cool. But I feel like if it was a real Segway, like the stand-up with the handlebar, that would be easy to ride. It's something about it just being basically like a hoverboard. It's I don't I can't do it. You need an ATV is what you need. Mm, yeah, always. Always need it. Always. <laughs> well, you you two are extra chatty tonight. That's for sure. Oh yeah, I'm oh. always I'm always. You know popping. what's exciting? What's exciting is my NBC TV show comes out December 2nd. Now, we've been podcasting so infrequently, we might not get a chance to podcast again before December 2nd. But that is when Making It Season 2 comes out. And I've just got a text message from a fan. There's a little segment of me and Nick that just went up on Instagram just this very moment. I love it. Is it that? 
<laughs> no, it's actually good. It's like show, a good it's, segment. I haven't seen the segment yet. It just popped. I know uh, I remember when we recorded it, but I don't know how they ended up editing it because yeah, it just popped up. Great. I didn't watch it. But um, the show is pleasantly good. I'm telling you. I, I, from my point of view, we had a lot of fun shooting it. And uh, season one, I didn't, I, I didn't have the great time. But season two, I had a much more fun time, and uh, I got a lot more camera time, and I got a lot more. I felt more useful. Season one, I felt useless, but season two, I felt a lot more useful. That's just honest. But, I'm watching Sailor ride this thing. It's hilarious. Oh yeah, you see, she keeps <laughs> jumping off of it. She's pretty good at it. Yeah, no, she's Taylor's very good at everything. She starts. I mean, you give her anything, and she jumps right on it. She's very excited about the new motorcycle that we got. We got a Honda. Yes. Uh, a Honda CB450, and we've been taking it apart, and she's super excited. She All she wants to do is cut the frame apart to like kind of chop it. <laughs> she like doesn't care about driving yeah. it. She doesn't care if it runs. She just wants to like just cut the frame it. apart and re-weld it back together. Yeah. So, With a school bus in between. <clears throat> no, I said let's let's focus on trying to get the motor going. So it's a, it's a little project we're doing together which is yeah. nice because we haven't had did one you, of those in- did you see the go-kart that was built at the good of the land fest in like a day oh yeah that's the one you took out for a ride and it lost the uh the what was that pin called oh the shear key i sheared it yeah did you actually shear it or did it just fall i out? think it rattled out it must oh have rattled it rattled out, out. yeah because yeah. you were zipping all so over the that. place well, well er- eric yeah. was gone for like 20 minutes we couldn't find him so we went on a rescue mission and found him like sulking because his go-kart quit yeah, <laughs> yeah no he went down the hill and then he didn't come back up the <laughs> hill. We, just saw, we just saw the top of your head for like five minutes and we're like okay it was convenient that you guys came over it was very nice yeah if you had to push that thing up the hill forget it you'd still be sweating no leave, Plus, leave uh, the old man behind yeah and then i got yelled at for like going too fast by who and the well, the <clears throat> the entire grounds of the fest, because it's like the antique tractor show grounds, the speed limit in a in like a small vehicle like that is three miles per hour. <laughs> and I, I You were doing yeah, like thirty, forty. Just ripping ripping it at maximum speed. Cause I wanted to build a go-kart forever. That thing was flying, dude. Oh my that god. That thing was they fast. Put, they, they were telling me that they put some <clears throat> like aftermarket air intake kit so it has like five more horsepower than it should and it's just ridiculous. It was you could literally do wheelies in the thing. Like really? it was nuts. It looked fun. Yeah, it was it was very fun. No, that whole so, fest was fun. It was good. Let me I want to ask you guys something. And I've talked about this on the other podcast that I do with the other guys. If if we opened up the racetrack, say in, in May or May, I'd say probably May or June for a weekend and had everybody come and bring a go-kart that they built to the racetrack for time oh, yeah. trials, I might, I, I might ask the Blackthorn if they would kind of sponsor the weekend along with like having people <laughs> stay at their place so they're not everyone sleeping in my place. Yeah. Do you guys think you would want to come? Because we could make it into a big thing. 100% count me in. Yeah, that All could right, be got to build a go-kart though. You and uh, I've built the most badass go-kart you ever saw, son. Yeah, he like would. Power Hammer Jammer or something like that. You got to come up with he a fun would. name for it. Oh, yeah. Mine would have a, a thing on the front where if you got too close, you hit the lever and it power hammers you off the track. <laughs> oh, God. Mario Kart stuff. 
I would even rent an RV so I could feel like I was actually at the event. Because <laughs> we got the whole parking lot of the racetrack, and then and we got the parking lot across the street. So if a lot of people do show up, and we have like a go kart like yeah. show and tell, and let's say we get like fifty people that show up, it's we could have like yeah. plenty of room. And you know, as long as we don't have rain, hopefully we wouldn't have rain on that day. But it would uh, it would be fun to see. And then it would really be about be time fun. trials. It wouldn't necessarily be. Like physical oh, race, because the racetrack Wrong. is kind of small. We do two Wrong. at a time. Wrong. It, there, it's listen, Jimmy. Rubbin's racing, son. Okay. Yeah. If what? you ain't gotta, rubbing, you ain't racing. We got to get in there and trade a little paint. If you boys yeah. so much as even trade paint on one of my racetracks, I'll ban you for life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's something you heard growing up. This is Texas. No, it's actually a very popular movie. Oh, what is it? Days of Thunder. Oh, I never Days watched this. Oh, thunder, thunder. Yeah, yeah so I you have... guys see, my racetrack isn't huge, so I think it would be good if we just did time trials, and then, you know, the guy with the least time, with the with the shortest amount of time, would go home with the, the that trophy. That is such a pussy-ass competition. No, well, we, we... to get hurt. Like, let's make it to where someone can get hurt. Let's, let's do make time it... trials, and then the top five will compete for pole position. Whoop de doo! You got the fastest go kart. Well, really, who's got the fastest go kart that will smash, bang, and still go? And My buddy JD says he's got a Hemi engine he wants to put on. I said, "Go for it." He goes, "I'll oh put God. a seat on top of it." I said, "Go Great, for it." Great, I'll put a That's jet it. engine on. Yeah, it's on the. It's it's on the. It's you guys know that maybe you haven't noticed, but the back of the racetrack is on like a little bit of a cliff, and if you shoot through the fence, you'll go down into the creek that's about twenty five feet below. Yeah. I want to do sunless. it's listen. It's the Duresta 500. <laughs> it's 500 laps. 500 <laughs> laps. Yeah, 500 laps. Nine. So hours. small. 500 laps is like probably two miles. Yeah. <clears throat> it's great. It's the Duresta 500. Dress it. You can have like a go kart. Like, uh, what's the car that goes out front? The pace car. You can have the pace car. Eric will have the banana phone car. I'll have the anvil car, and we'll just get to racing. <laughs> I think it'll be good. Death. We'll come up with a cool trophy, and maybe we'll to do it next death. year. It'll give me a reason to, to keep the uh, to keep the racetrack there before I put a Morton building over it. Oh, okay. Sweet. That's I'll nice. do the Morton building on the other side of the property. It's two acres, so I'll put it on the other side. There, I can see sounds... Jimmy like removing the, the side rails of the track, putting a building over it, and never filling in where the pavement wasn't. So what like, like you would have the, over the racetrack. Yeah, so you would have like machines stationed on the track portions, but then there would be grass like growing next to it, still in the well, building. There's a, there's yeah, a lot basically. of trees right there. That's why I mean I, I kind of the, the whole property's got a lot of trees on it. It's you know like when you when you have like these skinny little trees and you just don't prune them. And then right. it's get tall and tall and tall and tall. The property's got a lot of skinny, tall trees on it. So there's a big canopy above it. It's very shady, the whole property. That's but there's good. lots of little skinny trees. So on the middle of the racetrack, there's a lot of trees. There's actually a big, big, giant old oak tree right in the middle of the racetrack, which I, I, would, I would hate to have to cut down. But mm, okay. And anyway, and, and the power line guys are, come, are coming. They probably came while I've been traveling. They were going to cut down a big old uh, uh, maple tree that was rotting. They didn't want it to fall into the power line. So I just told them, cut it down and just lay it on the racetrack. I'll take care of it because I want to use the wood. So, Yes. That's good. Of course you do. Which, by the way, also. I mean, we're at we're at 118. 
by the way, uh, if we're doing Hot on the Horizon, that reminds me. A couple of months ago, Grizzly announced that they were going to be putting out this uh, sawmill. Did you guys notice on their channel? And so no. I wrote I wrote in the comment okay. section. I was like, get me, put one in my hands. I'll, 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 I'll test drive that MFR. And I got a response straight back from them. They're like, are you serious? We'll send you one. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So I, I checked with her the other day. It seems like it's a woman that runs their uh, Instagram. I checked with her the other day, and I just said, hey, any news on the new thing? She said, no, it's not out yet, but as soon as it is, we'll let you know. So I might be getting a sawmill. So the first thing I'll do is I'll cut up that <laughs> that racetrack wood, make some racetrack maple. That would be yes. cool. <clears throat> yeah. Years of exhaust fumes built into the rings. It'll be nice. The racetrack first opened in 1985. And you know what's stuck on the wall, which is pretty cool? I saved it. I preserved it so that when I build the place back up, it was as asbestos. No, well, there's that there. But there's a poster that's it's uh, Supersonic Speedway, East Durham. It was a hand printed poster on, a, on an old letterpress machine at the high school. Oh, oh wow. The guys told oh, me, they're cool. like, oh, yeah, the kids at the high school made that on their old letterpress machine. And uh, so I have that. It's like an original old poster. It's in a couple of colors, too, which is pretty pretty advanced for high school kids to, to print. I love that. Like, yeah, so I saved that poster, so I got that. My my hot on the horizon is, um, I don't know. I I always doing things and chasing things. And stuff, <laughs> you know what so. my hot on the horizon is? Is the <laughs> jigsaw. The jigsaw, yes. the olive jigsaw, you have it crated up. You posted Instagram pictures about it. It's coming here. And we're going to make that into the lecture. Is it not already there yet? Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, I don't know. I haven't been to. I haven't, uh, I haven't been over to after we're done. I haven't been to the well, shop yet. Yeah. Like, oh, and your, your, uh, your gantry crane is on the horizon. It's getting better by the second. Which one? Oh, mine, mine is. Yeah. 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 It's getting better. You know what's crazy about that is, <clears throat> I okay. So we're talking about my overhead crane in my barn building. It has a ten thousand pound lift capacity. The trolley at some point was removed, right? The electric trolley. So I got a quote for a new electric trolley, and then they wanted to replace all the wiring, and they wanted to replace all of the the festune, the the wires that go with the trolley, then they want to replace all the track. So I'm at like $40,000, the quote, yeah. to fix it all. And I was like, I, I just don't think this is the direction I want to go. I'd like to find a used trolley <laughs> and use the wires that I have, yeah. you know, that kind of route, right? So now this company's not as interested in doing it anymore. So Well, it seems to work, or is it just like you just have like a chain gantry on it now? You have a chain hoist on it. No, we got it working. It works fine. It works great. But what I would like is to have a wireless remote that runs a oh. trolley, that runs the bridge, that runs the also the winch. Yeah. You know, to do that, you know, it's expensive. Yeah, it's been pretty but, dry, right? I mean, it's, it hasn't been rusted much, right? It's always been under a canopy. Right. No, everything functions fine that's there. The, the right. parts that are missing is that are the key components to it, you know. Right. So I just have a manual. I do have an electric trolley up there that's rated for two ton, so four thousand pounds. So it's just shy of, you know, the capacity of the actual bridge. So mm -hmm. it's just something that I'll work on here and there, uh, as I feel. I don't know that I really need it. That's why I'm 
hesitant to throw a ton of money at it. Because with your with your forklift, you could pretty much move anything that's over there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I like the idea of it. And it's fun to so, watch it move. Yeah. <laughs> so if I yeah, find so, a so dumb money, or I've already spent like five grand on it to get it where it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So. That's Oh, by the way, I got, uh, if people haven't seen on Instagram, I got my bandsaw from Louisville. It came the other day in between everything else. And uh, I think, I can't even remember anymore. I've been moving around so much. I think uh, Mike and 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 Brett got it down off of the, unless we did it together. I don't remember. Anyway, we got the we got it inside. I think Brett and Mike got it inside. My buddy Mike Check and Brett got it into the building on the pallet jack. And the guys over at the uh, first build makerspace did such an incredible job packing it. They literally packed it without taking it apart. The only thing they took off was the motor because the motor kind of hangs out the back too far. So they yeah. re- repositioned the motor. They dis- dismantled the motor and the pulley and the cage and kind of condensed that stuff. But the table was on it and the full wheel was on it and the cage was was kind of removed a little bit. Anyway, I didn't have to do much to put it back together and it works beautifully. That's awesome. Three phase. Three phase. I can't stall it. I love it. I love when you could stick something as hard as you can into a machine and it doesn't react. It just yeah. does what it's supposed to. Yeah, That's yeah, why I wanted that Baldor grinder from you that I yeah. just got from you. I want to wire yeah. wheel something and I don't want it to cough and slow down. I can't stand that. Yeah. No, that that sucker will rip things out of your hand. <laughs> I hope so. What's I left of his hands? What's yeah. left of it? Uh, all right, then already, for me. Your bridge port? Yeah, I guess my bridge port's coming. But also, smoking screws. Smoking yeah. screws. That's cute. Also, these. Is that your washer? That's the washer. The washing machine. Only Is, Eric can fix a washing machine. He's going to get 10 million views on that thing. <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's because it's gas powered, dude. Yeah. yeah, I am. I'm very close. I all the bottom stuff is is done and restored, but the top part needs uh, some love. Still, yeah. uh, it's killing me. This is probably the most amount of paint, most amount of parts, and the longest time between videos in a in a really really long time. Well, really, it's a big yeah. project. Yeah, big project surprisingly more than i thought but i'm excited to see it work i'm gonna take it out to uh i'm just gonna put it in the back of my truck and like use it in random places are you gonna wash that flannel shirt that oh. you always wear like this no, one no look, no the he's one got with the logo on one. the back but, but look he's, he's got one hanging off of a dolly on the back there's, there's that's two. the one yeah yeah it's right there that's, that's these the are the words the logo that's the one with the logo on the back, right? Oh no, the one with the skewed the skewed logo one. Yeah. That one uh no, that one's inside. It's only for uh, special special occasions. <laughs> like when we're forging ridiculous screwdrivers in Andrew's shop. You know, there's so much of you that reminds me of Punky Brewster. Interesting. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll Google. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got uh, going on because it's winding down to the end of the year. I think my next video will be on the giant C clamp 
that I still have to send you, Andrew. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to clean it up? I'm just going to quickly clean it up. It'll be a quick video. This video is going to be like an hour and 15 minutes. Like this, it's, this is ridiculous. Well, my last one was like 47 minutes. You'll still get 2 million views. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Hour and 15 minutes? Yeah. I wouldn't watch it. Andrew would watch it. it. No, Andrew would watch it for 3.6 seconds. (laughs) And then he's like, no, I get it. It's a washing machine. Jimmy, that was the grossest thing I've ever seen a human do. Ever. <laughs> Jimmy, that is the grossest thing I've ever seen. He stuck a screwdriver in his ear, pulled earwax out, and examined it back on his desk. Like, Jimmy. I, I wiped it on my leg. Gross. And then you put an earphone back in your thing. Yeah. The best my ear is itching, so... I took it out. I itched my ear. I love. You know what the most one of the most comfortable things Ugh. is when you itch your inner ear with the tip of a key. Does anybody do that? No, no. That's like what people that are 150 years old do. I itch yeah. the inside of my ear with like the key to my house. It feels so good. It's like it's like when you scratch a dog and he just pushes into your hand. That's what it's like when I scratch the inside of my ear with a key. I love it. Interesting. Then I look at it. Very odd. This is so weird, dude. The, the examining was the best part. Gonna, like, yeah, it's earwax. It's earwax. Yeah. <laughs> I want what, to check. what color was it? What color was it? No, well, he's probably, he probably rates it on size. He inspects it to rate it on size. Like, oh, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. No, well, I clean my ears often, so I wanted to make sure there wasn't anything on it. Look at the tip of the screwdriver. Oh, yeah, it looks terrible. Oh, it's like hair. This is the screwdriver, by the way, that ended up on my desk. I have no idea how it got here. That's why I think my house is haunted sometimes, because I have no idea where this came from. I don't 19. ever remember touching it. I don't ever remember. I don't remember using it. And it ended up on my desk. It looks like something that would have been used in a prison murder. It's, yeah, it's more of a shank. shank. It's more the of a shank than bent. it is. Screwdriver. Look at the handle. Yeah. Yeah, throw it away. No, no, no. Yeah. I got to keep it here because I don't want to upset the ghost. I don't yeah, know where tough. it came from. You don't want to do that. I also need to itch the inside of my other ear. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. I got to go. Thank yeah. you don't so go. much. It's been a pleasure. Don't go. Don't go. I won't yeah. do it. I won't do it. No, I'm going to go if you're going to do that kind of crap. I, I just can't take it. Well, we got to <laughs> The next thing we'll be soon. doing is like, oh, it feels so good when I scratch the inside of my pee hole with the screwdriver. Yeah. That's that basically I, what that I, That's for the after show. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's, well, we, sh- we should go anyways. But Yes. Oh, how many different orifices have these tools entered? This He's got one yeah. for his ears, one for his nose, two for his yeah. ankles. That's what I'm saying. Don't touch anything. Don't Basically, don't ever touch any of his tools. No, just don't go to Jimmy's house. We all know why he really loves the stroke, Xander. Hey, did you? I didn't even tell you guys why I went to Fabtech. I, I went to SEMA for Cargo Glide. Neither and- one of us care. <laughs> No, no, no. The cargo glide is is the thing that I pull out of my truck, which I love, yes. by the way. And I'm going to upgrade. We're going to get a better cargo glide, a newer version, stronger. Even they're more, actually really happy really? with me using the cargo glide because they they've seen how much heavy stuff I put on it, and they're excited that I'm like overusing it and making sure that it works. But I got, um, in. I got in on that thing one time. Yeah, yeah, that thing is fun. 
And so then I just went. He doesn't to... remember. I got in the truck. And I remember. Me... We opened the drawer and you jumped out. It was like the most hokey stage shit that I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like I it. didn't know you were in my car. And then, um, so I went to Fabtech to do Clash of the Grinders, which actually was really fun. And it's on YouTube. You can go find it on YouTube. Just go to 3M Engineering, I think it's called, or just 3M. It's on Facebook too, Clash of the Grinders. And they had 12 people doing a process of elimination to grind as fast as possible. Each each round, yes. there was – they put guys against each other, but it didn't matter because ultimately it was just whoever was the fastest among everybody that won. And uh, But my buddy JD, who I know listens to this, JD from Apex Apexish Welding. His name is Apexish on Instagram, Apex Welding. JD Brewer, he, he applied to get in, but they didn't pick him because it was randomly 12 chosen from whoever entered. And so he said, because we had bad weather flying in, he said to the, the girl who organized it, he said, hey, if, if there's any empty space, if someone doesn't make it, you know, pick me. And so she called me. She's like, you got to get your friend here because we're, we're down a person. Anyway, JD got into the competition and he ended up beating everybody. Then he beat the guy from 2018. So he won the ultimate trophy. And then he and I went head to head. That was the very last part of the event. And then yeah. he beat me. So JD, congratulations, brother. That was really oh, fun wow. that he got. I was so happy that he won. What are and, uh, what are the secret techniques? Well, it's on funny pole, because I thought, I thought I had, uh, yeah, well, it's you have to grind away like a, a half inch by four inch weld. That's about an eighth of an inch high. You got to grind it completely away. And uh, you got to use the Cubitron 2 pads and so on and so on and so on. And it was a lot of fun. I, I, I didn't know what to expect of it. I was a little nervous going into it because I agreed to be the host of the event. So I was on the microphone keeping the crowd going and stuff. And you can see that online somewhere. Just Google Clash of the Grinders 2019 and you'll find it. So it was it was a fun event. And we, they want to do it again in Vegas next year. So I'd be in Vegas. So. Isn't that where it was? That, no, this that time was... it was in SEMA. Oh, SEMA. SEMA was in Vegas. And I got to see, I didn't get to meet Jesse James, but I know he was there. He was wandering around. But I did get to see his two cars that he had been building on Instagram up close. And, of course, incredible. And they were, uh, so they, they were cool. They were right near the booth. Yeah, he did this one thing for Lear where it was a convertible thing with, like, two big aluminum bars that kind of slide apart and you could fill in the panels. It was a, wow. a whole custom concept thing, which I saw online and seeing it in person, I was super impressed at the tolerances that these guys got. He had huge machine pieces of aluminum that were like up and over the bed of a truck that's like 50 inches wide. And right. they had slide. And when you push them into one another, so you take out the panels and then you push the, these roll bars up towards the front of the truck, they, lit- they, they matched perfectly i i was really looking for anything wrong with it you know it's so perfect i just started really trying to find anything wrong with it the machining on it was just impeccable so wow jesse good work i don't know if you listens but it was uh it was really it was really great to watch online and then see it in person and then he built this kind of baja car for uh but what are the guys that make that rhino rhino coat i don't know if it was the right brand linex 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 Linex, yeah, he built a like a Baja racer for Linex, which was very cool because the nose is from like an old Chevy or something, like a like a fifty Chevy, and the rest of it was all super fabbed out. It was just unbelievable. There was so many incredible, cool cars at at SEMA. A lot of trucks. I'd like, I'd like to see that next year. I'm gonna go. It's fun. It there's five floors. It takes four days to walk the whole thing. It's it's incredible. Oh god. Yeah, it's crazy. 
you lost it. And the funny, <laughs> the funny thing was, the funny thing was, is when you left the place, you had to come back through a metal detector, which was so annoying because I had 17 knives on me as I brought my suitcase and through the <laughs> check. We, we walk up and I turn to my buddy Hobie. I'm like, what do we have to go through that? He's like, yeah, everybody has to go through that. I was like, I'm not going to get through that. I'm not going to make it. And so then I went up to the head of the line <coughs> with all my picks and knives in my pocket. And I yeah. said to the security guard, I'm like, what are you exactly looking for? He goes, we're looking for stun guns, handguns, and mace. I was like, okay, cool. I said, pocket knives? He goes, pocket knives are okay. I said, okay, cool. So I waited online and we got <laughs> up to the front. And they took my bag. I threw everything in my bag out of my pocket so that I can walk through the metal detector. And they just took my bag out of my hand. I walked through the metal detector and they just handed it right back to me. I was like, okay. Oh, how funny. So it was and like it, not even a real deal. Because there was so many people. If they had to literally pat down each person that walked through there, there'd still be people waiting online to get into SEMA. Yeah. And if you go outside to get a hot dog or go see some of the burnout races that were going on in the parking lot, you turn right back around. You have to go back through the metal detector. It ah. was really irritating. And so at one point, they just started anybody with an exhibitor badge. They were saying, just come through the glass doors. So uh, there was a point like halfway through the show where they just stopped letting exhibitors have to deal with it. And I, yeah. of course, exhibitor badge with cargo glide. So, But it was funny where I just turned around and I said to Hobie, I'm like, I have to go through that. I'm never going to get through there. <laughs> <I'm not> gonna, <laughs> and I have expensive knives. I don't want to, you know, I got a $200 bench mate. I'm not going <laughs> to ditch it. I'm right. Like, I go back to the car. I love it. All right, boys, okay. I'm out of here. Have a great oh, night. You're out. Right. The time right. I went to the metal detector at TSA. <laughs> Go ahead. I have TSA pre-pass. Pre-check. I don't know what these are. Pre-check is awesome. I've got that. I don't, yeah. I don't even understand. Well, like, what? There's a whole other system because your first system is so horrible. <laughs> Well, they, 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 you, if you apply for pre-check, they just make sure that you're, you're not like a felon and that you don't have anything like associated with anything that could remotely be associated with like any kind of terrorism. So they, they check you, they do a, basically a background check and they clear you and they're like, okay, this guy spent 50 years of his life not doing anything wrong. So the likelihood that he's going to do something wrong forward, going forward. So you do it. I think it's only lasts for 18 months. You got to pay it up again. So right. for 70 bucks, you get to cut the line every day, every time. Uh, that's weird, but yeah. okay. But you still have to go to the metal detector. You just don't have to take your shoes off and your belt, and you don't have to pull your computer out or take your hat off. And I just found out today that you can take ten grinding discs and a big metal bottle opener through because I had it in a separate bag in case they pulled my bag. And the guy looks at it, and I go, "That's all. It's just fun gifts from the show." And he just goes, "Okay, you could have it." I'm like, "All right, cool." So you could take fifteen grinding discs on the airplane. Anybody was curious. <laughs> Let me tell you That's where I do time. most of my angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you about the time I went to a metal detector at the movies? Andrew's going to hang up right now. <laughs> He's just going to hang just, up. My hand is on the button, dude. <laughs> I saw the gesture. My hand is on the button. He's dying. Uh, it's fine. I keep, we'll call I, I keep coughing so much because of the, my allergies and stuff right now that I'm having to press mute. And it's just, I'm miserable. He's All right, dying. So, I'm going to go like, and make sure that the uh, laser bandsaw, if it got dropped off, because I didn't see it on my security camera while I've been away. I got a different delivery, but I didn't get that. So maybe it did come in today while I was flying. So I'm going to go look at that. And I'm going to go uh, say goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Let's you see. guys stay stay pretty, okay? That's all right. Pretty.
boys you till next week. we will live yes you're on the flip side of town thank you second love you guys i'm hanging out see all right uh, 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 you want <laughs>